live from a grand party in Castle Ravenloft, it's the Dockovers Podcast. Episode 23, The Flea Market of the Gods. In this episode, we've got more of the five-room dungeon, more of the Doclopedia, and of course, commentary. And now, let's get things started because these folks are looking at me and licking their lips. Hello there, gentle listeners. It's Doc Cross, back with another episode of the podcast. And I hope everybody has been doing well this week. It has not been too bad here as far as health and things like that, unless you went outside and you had to breathe moderately smoky air and get fried in heat because we've had a hot week. Other than that, not a whole lot going on. I have had it revealed to me that once again, my D&D and pizza group will have to postpone this weekend's game. So no gaming on Saturday, but my other group is still getting back together on Sunday to do our session zero and figure out what the hell is going on with a reincarnation campaign that's going to start. Now, as always, before we get into anything else, I would like to thank my beloved Patreon backers. So thank you, Avis, Bruce, James, Marion, and Mark. You guys are great. If I can ever get you all together, I'll buy you dinner. We now go on to part four, room three, of our five-room dungeon of Kesklemir. Now, Kesklemir is a ringed city, so each of these rooms is actually a ring between two walls. And this one is the merchant's ring. Now, first we had the defense ring. Then we had the slum ring. Now we have the merchant's ring. So everybody that lives here was doing all right monetarily. They weren't wealthy necessarily, but they were doing okay. It's a much cleaner area, much nicer. And it's also the trick or setback room for a five-room dungeon. So there are tricks and setbacks here. Now you can do whatever you want as far as that goes, what sort of tricks and setbacks. But this is a ring of, like I say, Nice houses built on either side of a fairly wide thoroughfare. And this is a circular ring around the city. So there are houses and shops on either side of the street. There are four gates. There's one north, south, east, west. And the thing about the tricks and setbacks here is that you want not to have any sort of big trick or big setback. You want to have about 10,000 little bullshit things that drive the players nuts. And you want to have just enough loot to keep them looking. Just enough, you know, stuff like, okay, I found a, a box and it was full of stinging insects, but there was a ruby the size of a chicken egg. So, you know, take the good with the bad. And yeah, yeah, okay, so we had to fight a an otyug or something, but look, we found silk. This is worth some money back home. Or... Look, over here, a whole selection of fine wines, and we've got to fight a slime to get at it. Just little setbacks and things, tricks. You know, maybe a merchant had a a couple of traps or tricks in his uh, shop, and when the city was abandoned, maybe not all those tricks and traps were sprung. So that's what you want in this ring. Uh, Like I say, it's a pretty nice uh, group of buildings all around the ring. The portcullis that leads into the next ring is not particularly difficult to open. It's real heavy, so it's going to require, you know, 
two of the strongest to lift it, while probably the smallest uh, member of the party slides underneath it, gets in, and then lifts it properly. But other than that, it's just a ring, it's just a room designed to screw with the characters, trick them, use up their time, you know, maybe use up a little magic, hit points, things like that. Nothing too bad. Just It's just a room that messes with them. Because as we'll find out next episode, the next room, that's really designed to mess with them. Because it is the big battle room, the boss room. And like I said, we'll get to that next episode. We're moving on to the Doclopedia now, and for the next few episodes, the theme for the Doclopedia is going to be 10 things you didn't know about, and then a different thing every time. You'll get two of these with each episode. 10 things you didn't know about goblins. Most goblins have a phobia about cheese. Goblins invented the spoon, but it was originally used as a weapon. On Fantasy Earth 2, 5, 11, and 31, goblins are twisted opposites of dwarves. Goblins are almost never found in deserts or icy regions. They don't hang out much at the beach, either. On Fantasy Earths 7, 14, and 45, goblins live in huge nomadic groups that ride giant chickens. Divorce is almost unknown among goblins, but intermarital homicide is very high. Goblin warriors are often used as cannon fodder by ogres, hobgoblins, and orcs. And yes, we actually mean cannon fodder. After a big successful battle, many ogres, hobgoblins, and orcs die of poisoning by goblin warriors. On Fantasy Earth 6, goblins are peaceful and valued members of society. Only one goblin in 3,000 can use magic. Oddly, they often end up as kings and queens. Ten things you didn't know about Captain Steelheart, famous pirate. His heart really is made of steel. It was put into him by an old lover, a Draconian healer mage, when he was mortally wounded defending her. He is ranked the sixth most feared pirate on the Circle Sea. His ship, the Ravager, is one of the fastest around. He is ambidextrous. His pet monkey cat, Jeef, has roughly the intelligence of a seven-year-old child. He sometimes writes adventure fiction under the name Sir Hansard Collop. Besides a mechanical heart, he also has an enchanted left ear and can hear things said a great distance, up to a mile, away. He hates beets, liver, and Moriscan kelp bread. Most of his crew have been with him for nearly 20 years. And he likes to collect wine bottles, which he displays at his home on Dragon Shark Island. We are now at the point where I do my commentary. This commentary is the same as the last one, really, because I realized there were more movies I want to see that aren't being made. We'll start right off with Sinbad movies. Now, I don't mean a lot of the Sinbad movies that have been made in recent years. I mean Sinbad movies like Ray Harryhausen used to animate things for. I want to see Sinbad fighting all sorts of weird creatures that are animated. You can use computer animation, that's fine. And going on these huge adventures, the plot doesn't need to be too complex. It just needs to be Sinbad going all these different places, meeting strange people and strange things, and, you know, pretty girl or whatever. I do think in these modern times they should cast an actual Arab as Sinbad. That would be nice. Yeah, I'd like to see more Sinbad movies. I would also like to see a decent Incredible Hulk movie. Marvel did okay with the last one called The Incredible Hulk, which was way better than Ang Lee's Hulk, which tried to get way too psychological for something like the Hulk. But really, Marvel could do better. 
first of all, they had, you know, a different actor than they later had. So that kind of makes things a little disjointed. And there's a lot of ways you can go with the Hulk. You can make a Hulk comedy, but mostly they need to make a better Hulk. And they need, of course, to have, you know, really great special effects and somebody for him to fight. Not the Hulk just, you know, being part of a team and doing this and that. They need maybe a couple of guys for Hulk to fight. The other thing I'd like, and this is not movies specifically, I would like to see Disney, whoever owns MGM, Warner Brothers, and yeah, maybe even the Fleischer Brothers cartoons, all brought back in new versions or completely new cartoons, and, you know, short cartoons. They should show them in movies anyway, like they used to. But I would be perfectly willing to watch them on Cartoon Channel or whatever. I mean, I know they made new Disney cartoon, new Mickey Mouse cartoons. I've seen them. Uh, they also did the same thing with several Warner Brothers characters. Plus, they brought back uh, Animaniacs, and thanks Steven Spielberg for that. But, yeah, I'd just like to see a bunch of brand new cartoons. That'd be great. Another thing I'd like to see in the animated realm, are new versions of Fantasia. Now, they did make a Fantasia 2 a bunch of years ago, and it did not get the rave reviews that the original Fantasia did, although it was pretty good. I saw it. But they need to do another one, and I would like to see one done with swing and jazz music because you have a lot of great instrumental songs there. Sing, 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 take the A train, songs like that, just tons and tons of great instrumental jazz that would all make for good cartoons. You know, you could you could fit animation to all of them and do Fantasia for a whole new generation who probably would not appreciate swing and jazz and they'd want you to do something with people who can't sing using autotune. But that's what I would like to see is new versions of Fantasia. I would also like to see a lot of the old Roger Corman movies remade. Not the ones with Vincent Price, because those are sacred. But, you know, some of the ones he made, they were, you know, cheesy and cheap and made on no budget and in 15 days or whatever, but I'd like to see some of them remade. Now, they did those for, I think, HBO, what, 20-odd years ago, but they updated everything, and they, you know, in some some respects, they changed it. Now, remember I talked about a movie, The Black Scorpion. Well, when they did it for the new versions of Roger Corman movies, they changed it into a superhero movie, a sexy superhero movie, to be sure, but a superhero movie. But I would just like to see remakes of some of those old movies. I honestly would not mind seeing remakes of a few westerns, not the really great old westerns, because you shouldn't be messing with The Searchers or Man Who Shot Liberty Valance or any number of those. I would like to see him take some of the second level or even third level westerns that were good but could have been better, maybe with better actors, and remake those. I would really like to see more screwball comedies. Uh, We've had a few of those over the decades, nothing like back in the 30s and 40s, but I really, really would like to see some more screwball comedies. Anyway, folks, that's me telling you the movies I want to see. And I promise you, next episode, when I do the commentary, it won't be about this subject. Well, 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 here we are at the end of the episode. And it's time for me to thank you for listening today, folks. I'm glad you're here. I hope you enjoyed things. If you have any suggestions, comments, or questions, I can be reached on Facebook, where I'm Doc Cross on WordPress at the Dockiverse blog, via email at agentroscoe at gmail.com, or if you're listening via Anchor, you can leave a voicemail. If you'd like to support me via Patreon and hear these podcasts two weeks before they go up on Anchor, and also get your name mentioned every episode, just click on over to www.patreon.com forward slash Cross. And if you would like to sponsor this podcast or advertise on it or give me some money or maybe send me a case of scotch, get in touch with me. (laughs) 
by any of the methods I just mentioned. Our music was a nameless instrumental by Big Sandy and his Flyright Boys, and that came off the Free Music Archives. All right, listen, this podcast and everything on it, except the music, is copyright 2021 by Doc Cross. You got that? All right, you know what to do now. <laughs>